Shkolem Daf Tesvav, 18 lines from the top at the new Mishnah. Shtei Lishkais Hayyib Migdash. There were two rooms in the base of Migdash. Achas Lishkais Chashayin. One was called the Lishka of the discreet. But Achas Lishkais Hakelim. One was Lishka for the Kelim for the vessels. Lishkas Chashayin. Yerechet Neisel Teicha B'Chashay. What was the Lishkas Chashayin's purpose? That they were Yerechet that placed money in there and gave Tzedakah secretly. Vaniim Bnei Tayim Misponsor B'Teicha B'Chashay. And people of means that used to have money and they were aristocratic, they would be embarrassed to take tzedakah and they will be able to take money from there and therefore, therefore they would not be embarrassed. Lishkas has Kalim, what was it Lishkas has Kalim for? Call me Shumas, not a Kli. Any person that wanted to give a donation of a Kli, Zarkal would throw that Kli into the Lishkas of Kalim. Once every 30 days, Hagizbarim, Paiskhan, sorry, the Gizbarim, the people that would take care of the base Middash would open up that room. Any Kli that was found there, it was something that could be used for the Betakabayas, for example, a hammer or a screwdriver or some sort of axe. Menichra, I say, they would leave it there and they would be able to use it for the Betakabayas. Vashar, anything else which couldn't be used for, directly for the Betakabayas, Nimkarn, they would sell for the main Nevelon Betakabayas and all that money would go and fall for the Betakabayas and it would be used eventually for fixing and beautifying the base and Mikdash. Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi, Rabbi Yitzhak Ba'nachman, the Gemara starts that Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi and Rabbi Yitzhak Ba'nachman have Panasim, they were communal leaders, they would be Panasim al Tiba, Vav Yasmin, Rabbi Chama, Avud, Rabbi and they would give to Rabbi Chama, the father of Hashia, a dina for tzedakah, but he didn't keep it himself. He would give it to others in order that he shouldn't be embarrassed. He was the person that was go between and would make sure that people that were embarrassed to take it directly from the people who were Panas Malatiba, that he would be the intermediary in order to give them tzedakah. Rabbi Zachai, who was the son in law of Rabbi Malizalov, people would say these things about him and say that even though he was not needy, he didn't need money, but he would take money from tzedakah. But once he passed away and he died, they would bite it. But Ashkin and they found out they have a that he actually didn't keep it. He would donate it afterward to other people, and therefore he also acted as a go-between, an in-between person, in order that the Aniyim should not be embarrassed. And the Gemara continues with another story to show the importance of not embarrassing Aniyim by giving them tzedakah. He would go and make sure to give all his tzedakah out at night. Chazman one time the leader of all the Shadim met up with him and he said to him, Rebbe, didn't you learn this passage that says, you shouldn't encroach on the boundary of your friend, meaning you shouldn't get into the other person's area. And since this is my area at nighttime, the Shadim of Mamluch, therefore you shouldn't be going out at night by yourself. Amalei responded back, like King Siv doesn't say in the a person that gives his money secretly and makes sure that I am not embarrassed, it'll actually cover up anger and gets rid of anger and therefore I'm not scared of you. And the shade was actually scared of and ran away from him. says, doesn't say in the Pesach that praises the person who gives money to a poor person. It says that praises the person who thinks about a poor person. It's referring to a person that thinks into a mitzvah how to do it in the best practical way. So what did actually do when he gave tzedakah? When he saw a person who became an Ani and used to be wealthy and he was a man of stature and he now is poor and he fell on hard times. Because I heard that you actually are getting Yerusha from somewhere else. I heard that someone that's a relative of yours died and you're going to get a great Yerusha. Therefore, I'm giving you this money and then you'll pay it back afterwards. Once the person actually took it from him, then he responded to him and said, really, I'm giving it to you, and therefore, the Ani didn't feel bad when he took it. And the tackling Chad 
Rabbin actually says that he wasn't lying to him. As it says, and therefore it was like other people are giving it to him, almost like forefathers give children their Yerusha. The Gemara continues and says another story. In Chir Barada's time, there were elder people in his times. Anyone that would give him tzedakah between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, they would actually take it. But in Basakain, anything that would come to them after Yom Kippur, they wouldn't actually take it. Amrin, the Shas and Gabon, and they would say, We will cut it to us between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah that this is the amount of money that we're going to get, and therefore we're going to rely on the Kaddish Baruch. So why did they take between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? So the Tikkun Chadden says that the Gears of Yerushalmi is Kalmaz and Eshu Adam, Katsuvim Rosh Hashanah, since the Mazanis of a person is cut from Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, but he died in Mazanis, they explained this, Shem Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, who Kitzvah Mazanis Chol Hashanah. That's the Kitzvah of a Mazanis for the entire year. Well, Chain Adam Kippur, because at that point it wasn't cut to them completely that how much they're going to get and therefore they had a to take as much as they wanted during that period of time at that point it was ready cut for them I'll call it for the entire year we know that who gave us the amount that was supposed to get between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur could come from others but anything else that wants to come from would come from him directly and we don't have to worry about that and therefore we don't have to take from Tzedakah. The Gemara continues, Nechemiah Ishichin, Nechemiah who used to dig pits, Paga by Yushalmi Echad, a person from Yishlaim who was very poor met up with him, Amalei Zechayim Echad Galta. This person was an unibentive, originally he had money and therefore he said, I'm used to having a hen which is a very expensive delicacy, please give me a hen to eat. Amalei, Heilecha Tumisa de Kupa, take from me an amount of money that's enough to buy beef. V'zavin Kupa V'achlo Mes, but the Meister, the person went and bought meat with that money and he ate it and then he died. And therefore, Rabbi Nechemia, who realized that it was because of him that he died, because he didn't give him the proper thing, and he said about this person, come and say to husband about the one that Nechemia killed. The story with Nechemia Gamzu, he would bring a large present to his father-in-law's house. And a person who had terrible boils on him met up with him. And says, that you could tell, and it was very visible, that this person was very, very sick, and he was very weak. So Amalei, he said to him, So the poor person said to Nachamish Gamzu, through me by giving me tzedakah from what you have and you take it to your father-in-law. Amalei, he said, When I return, I'll give you money. Chazah, when he returned, he found this person already died. And he stood in front of this Ani and he said about himself, The eyes that saw you and didn't realize how sick you are, they should actually come to a point where they become blind. The hands that didn't stretch out to give it to you, as the Pasuk says, then you should be cut off. And my feet that didn't run in order to give you tzedakah, they should also be cut off. And Tikkun says, number one, at the beginning, they should have run to give you, and number two, if he would have run quicker to his father-in-law and come back quicker, then maybe he could have saved his life. And the Gemara says that this is actually what happened to Nachamish Gamzu. Of course, Nachamish Gamzu was the person who always said, Gamzu as the Gemara says in Tainus, and the Gemara actually brings this story with the end result in the Sechus Tainus in much longer Eifin. So Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva went to visit him, and of course Rabbi Kiva was a Talmud of Nachamish Gamzu. Nachamish Gamzu used to say Gamzu Taiva, and we all know the story of Rabbi Kiva. We said Rahman which is based on the same idea and something he learned from his Rebbe, Nachamish Gamzu.
Gamzu. Amalei, he said to Nachamish Gamzu, Oily Shani Royasubakah, woe is to me that I see you in such a state. Amalei, Nachamish Gamzu responded to his Tamar Rabbi Kiva, Oily Shainani Royasubakah, woe to me if I never see you like this, eventually you should also have Yisurin because that will be Machap on you. Amalei, he said, Madma Kalani, why you curse me? Amalei responded, Madma why are you kicking away Yisurin? You should be accepting of Yisurin. And as we know, Rabbi Kiva, end result, said that I was always waiting to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of the Haftas Hashem and the is based on the teaching of his Rabbi. The Rabbi of the son of Rabbi the Great One, was blind. And it was normal for Rabbi to eat together with his blind Rabbi every single day. One day he had guests by him, and he didn't come and eat with him. And the reason for that was he was because he didn't want this person to be embarrassed by people that would talk about someone who was blind. But in the evening, Saul Chagabe, he went to ask Mechila from this blind Rebbe. Amalei, he said, Lo yichas marilai, begin to have li orchen yoy medein, amris to loy libzim bikar de mari, yoy medein, begin kein loy achas in mari yoy medein. That the reason why I didn't come today was not because I didn't want to eat with you. I had guests today, and I didn't want to eat with you because I didn't want you to have any bizarre. Amalei, this blind Rebbe, said to Rabbi Shia, he responded, after piyaslam anam mischami v'loychami, deim dechami v'lo mischamayim, yikam pusech. You went out of your way to come and appease the one who can be seen, but he can't actually see other things, which is a blind person. So he gave him bracha the same way Akash Baruch Hu, who is a, someone who could see everything, but he can't be seen. Hashem should be makabal, your appeasement, which means your tefillahs. Amalei hadam where do you know this bracha from? Amalei Rabbi ben Yaakov, I heard it from Rabbi ben Yaakov. Rabbi ben Yaakov, one time Rabbi ben Yaakov, all had the sugginayal currency. One time a person who was blind came to his city, Yasser Rabbi ben Yaakov, Liramine, and Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov, when everyone was sitting down in order to eat or in order to get together, he sat underneath him, which means he put this person in a greater position of Hashivas than Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov himself. The aim because he wanted people to say, the It's not for the fact that this person must be an Adam Gadol and an Adam Chashim, even though he's blind, that there's no way that Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov would have sat underneath him. So therefore, Adlin Panasa Yaakov, they made sure to give him Panasa and they had a good Panasa and he was able to be sustained. At one point, he said, to the people, why are you taking such good care of me? Our lady said to him, Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov sat underneath you, and therefore this person said this great tefillah about Rabbi Yaakov, since you will go to the person that is seen but can't see, referring of course to himself, who is a blind person, that also Baruch who could see but is not seen, he should also be going with you. And the Gemara continues, Rabbi Yaakov, they were metailim be'ilin the kedush lud. They were strolling amongst all of the batekdesias of the city of Lud. Rav Chaim Bachlina, Rav Chaim Bachlina turns to Rav Chaim and says to him, "Kama mami shikur avaysekad." How much money did my forefathers sink into this place, into the batekdesias? And Rav Chaim Bachlina was saying this as in my love, his forefathers that they gave a lot of tzedakah and they built these great batekdesias. So Amalei he responded back. Rav Chaim said to Rav Chaim Bachlina, "Kama nefashet shikur avaysekad loyav ispenei nashtu loyim b'raisa." That they actually put into these buildings many lives because they really instead of making buildings they could have actually supported Talmud Chavim and they would have actually had direct Hanah and that would have been even greater schos. Rab Oven Oven Elon Torah the Sidra Rabba Rab Oven donated the great gates and beautiful gates of the yeshiva and we turned to Hesvav Oven Beis also Rab Mano Gabe Rab Mano came to Rab Oven so Amalei Rab Oven told Rab Mano Chamim Maya Vintus look at what I've done look how much money I gave to beautify the yeshivas Amalei said it says in the Pasuk V'yishka Chisrael Sasel V'yivan that the Yisrael, the Bnei Yisrael, will forget their maker and not.
not give their money to people that are learning Torah, and they'll just build buildings. And Ramana ended off with the same idea. There were no people over here to support the learning Torah. Of course, even though, of course, it's important to build but can see some Batak and make them beautiful, but of course, it's much greater to give directly to Tommy Khan. And the Gemara continues to discuss the Lishka's Hakelim that we said in the Mishnah, that people would donate things into that Lishka, and at the end of every month, they would go in and use whatever Kalim were ready for the Bedek they would use, otherwise they would sell it, and then they would use the money for the Bedek So, Frek Gemara, Tani, we learned, Kachim is Bech, Metzin Sarei, Lit Lehen, Mit Kachim Bedek Abayis. Ain Kachim Bedek Abayis, Metzin Sarei, Lehen, Mit Kachim is Bech. That you could take from Kachim Bedek Abayis, and use it for Kabbal and Siba. So, for example, if you run out of Shkolem, then you could go and take money from the Bedek Abayis, and use it to buy Kabbal and Siba. But you can't take money from the Machsa Shekel, and use it for the Bedek Abayis. But the Gemara says, But Tanina, we learned in La Mishnah, Klisha Matzubai, Tzorich the Bedek Abayis, Benichalaisai, if it had a necessity and could be used for the Bedek Abayis, they would leave it and use it for the Bedek Abayis, for example, like hammers and other tools, Vashayanim Karn, anything else they would sell, the Demeyon Neflu and Bedek Abayis, and all that money would go to Bedek Abayis. So it's Mashbara that went Dafka to Bedek Abayis, and not for the Kabbalis, and not for the Mizbech. So Rabchiskia, Kinim Asisin, let's explain our Mishnah, Lulishkus of Bedek Abayis. It doesn't mean it went specifically for Bedek Abayis, it means it went to the Lishka that was for Bedek Abayis, and then from that Lishka, they would either, either use it for Bedek Abayis, or they would be able to use it for the replacement of Shkolem when they run out of Shkolem and they can use it for Kabbalah Tziba. We finished the fifth parak of Mesech the Shkolem and we continue with the sixth parak. Zokta Mishnah, Shloisha Asa Shifers. There were 13 collection boxes that were in the base of English where they used to collect money as we explained. Shloisha Asa Shlochanis. There were also 13 tables that were in the base of English and we'll explain that on Yudzayin and Rebbeis. Shloisha Asa Hishtachabayis Hayab Migdash and there were also 13 bounds that were in the base of English and we'll explain that on Tazayin and Rebbeis in the Mishnah. Shalbeis Yagmulil Vashabayis Yagmulil Vashabayis the families of Rabbil and of Rabbanan Skanakayim, they would actually bow down an extra time. There was a 14th time. Where was the 14th time? They would bow down near the wood chamber. And that was a place where they used to sit and check all the wood to make sure that there were no toloim, there were no worms within the wood. They actually had a Kabbalah from their forefathers. That's where the Aran was gone as. It was actually hidden over there in that area. And therefore, they would bow connected to Aran. Maisa was actually a story. One kind, so he was asik that he was actually being misasik in the dear Aitzim and he was going and checking the Aitzim. And he realized that the floor plate in one area was different than the rest. And he came and he told his friends, but he didn't complete finishing his words and telling them over exactly what happened over there until his Shaman went out of his body and he died. And he knew knew clearly that's where the Aaron was already gone as from many years before. The Gemara started, Tani, we learned. That these shavuos were bent and they were curved. Because there were people that would try to cheat, they were actually very narrow at the top and they were very wide at the bottom. And this way, a person couldn't stick their hand in and make believe they were giving money into the pushka. And in reality, they were stealing money from the pushka. And this way, they made it they couldn't actually put their hands inside it. The only way they were able to get the money out was by turning over the pushka. And this way, anyone that would try to do that, they would be seen. And of course, they wouldn't be able to do that. The Gemara continues. We learned from Rabbi Lazar, Ha'aron Golim on Bavel. Ta'aron went to Gauls with them in Bavel. Even though our Mishnah said that the Aaron was Nignaz by the Zir Eitzim, he argued and he said that the Aaron actually went to Gauls. My time, where does he know this from? Because it says in the Pasuk, Le'ivasa Dover Am Hashem. When we're talking about going to Gauls, it says that nothing will remain. That's so says Hashem. And he uses the Lush of Dover. So the Gemara says, Ain Dover Al Shadibris That the word Dover refers to the thing that has the Saras Dibris in it, which is referring, of course, to the Aaron. The Chaino Eimin says in the Pasuk, Lushu Sashana, Sholach Hamelch. 
Hashem. And it also says regarding the Chubin that in the next year Nebuchadnezzar sent and he took Yechaniah to Babel and he took him with the Klichemda of the Beis Hashem. Ezu Klichemda, what's the choice of the Kalim of the Beis Hashem? The Aaron is referring to the Aaron. The Gemara continues, he says a third Shita. It was actually Nignaz and it was hidden away in the actual place of the Beis Hamikdash where it was, which means somewhere beneath the Kadesh Kadashim, that's where Shlomo Melch made tunnels and he hid the actual Aaron. That's what it says in the Pasuk. And the end of the Pasuk says, that the urn that we're referring to at the beginning of the Pasuk was over there until this very day, which means that the urn was Nidas under the Kaddish Gadashim. And now that the Gemara brought a raya that the urn was under the Kaddish Gadashim, the Gemara explains the Pasuk further. As the Pasuk starts off and says that you could see the Russia bottom into the Kaddish, which means outside the Kaddish Gadashim, in the Kaddish, you were able to see the bottom, and then says, they shouldn't see the bottom outside of the Kaddish Gadashim. So the Gemara asks, it says you could see it, and then at the end of the Pasuk says that it can't be seen. It was seen, but not really seen. It was sticking into the Parechus, and therefore you were able to see the form of the actual bottom, but you weren't actually able to see the actual bottom, just like the Dada Isha within her clothing. And Rabbanan say, as our Mishnah says, that it was actually Nignaz, it was hidden away under the actual Dira Eitzim. Maisen was a story, just like Amisha says, there was a Kayan who was a Bambam, he was standing and he was peeling the wood of the Lishkas Dira Eitzim in order to check it for worms. And he saw that the floor was a little bit different from the rest of the floor. He came to tell his friends, as we explained. That not that only they would speak to them, but he actually banged on that area with a hammer in order to make sure that the floor was level and a fire came out and burnt him up. There were actually two Arainas that would travel with Klayasol in the Midbar. One was where the Tire the Luchas was placed inside it, and one where the Shivri Luchas was placed in it. So two separate Arainas. The one that had the Tire inside it, that's one that was actually in the Yomayad at all times. And that's what it says in the Pesach, the Arain Bishashem, and never left from the Machra. But Zeshay Shivri Luchas, the one that had had Shiva Lucas inside that horn, that one went in and went out with them. And this refers to two different travelings. Number one, it was the traveling of Klai Yisrael in the Midbar. And every time they traveled, this urn that had the Shiva Lucas would lead Klai Yisrael each time that they traveled in the Midbar. And the other urn stayed in the Machna Levia. And the other shot is that the actual urn would go with them when they went to Muhammad and would lead them into war and into battle. And there were times that they were able to see that the urn was together with Klai Yisrael and it was a that people were able to see the Aaron. Now some are not gurus, these words of Paham Shreem Yisraeliman, because a moment ago we said that the one that the Shiva Luchas, when the Sunnah Metechai, Hayy Nichlas V'yaitzimah, and Selachar, of course they were able to see it, and therefore they are gurus to these words. The Gemara continues, Rabbana Ami, however, Rabbana Agrin say, Aaron Echlai, there was actually only one Aaron. And one time, this Aaron went out during the time of Eli, and it was captured by the Plishtim. Krav Misailah Rabbana, the Pasuk is actually a riot to Rabbana, because it says, B'degei Eli, Oilonu, the Pasuk starts off right before that and says that the Pelishtu was scared because they said and Agamar says that the reason why they were nervous about this particular war was because the Pelishtu saw something that never happened before as this was the first time that the Aaron 
actually went out to war. So you see from here that the Aaron never usually went out to war. Just this once, the Aaron went out, and therefore you see it was only one Aaron and not two Aaronians. However, others explain it, and the way you'll have to explain it according to Rabbi Yehuda Melachish is that there were actually two Aaronians, and usually only the Aaron which had the Shivri Luchas went out, and this time, not only did the Aaron with the Shivri Luchas went out, but also the Aaron with the regular Luchas went out, and that's why they were more nervous, and they said, Oilanu, that woes to us, who will save us from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? There's a passage that's actually a right to Rabbi Yudah It says by Shaul, by Yom Shaul Achia, Shaul said Achia, Hagisha Arun Elkim, bring forth the arm of Hashem, Baloi Arun because your arm Haya. How can you say that the arm was with Shaul when he went out to battle if we know from the time that the Plishtim returned the arm and they originally brought it to Beis Shemesh and then from there it went to Kiris arm and it stayed there for 20 years until David HaMelech removed it from there. But Lamaisa, how could Shaul have it? It must be that there were two separate Arunas. And the Gemara is, Ma'abla what did Rabbanon do with his Pasuk? And the Gemara says, what Shaul HaMelech was just saying is bring me the tzitz and the different begadim of the big kain gadol because in order to ask from the Urim Vitumim, you need the kain gadol to have all of the shmoyne begadim and therefore he was saying bring me the box that the tzitz and the rest of the begadim would be contained in. Another Pasuk that we have that's a riot to Rabbi Ben Lakish. This Pasuk is referring to the story where David called Uriah back from battle and he told him to go be with Bathsheba and eat and drink with her and have Tashmita. And Uriah responded to David and said, how can I have Tashmita? How can I have a relationship with my wife if the Aaron and Klayusol and Yehuda are in battle and they're dwelling temporarily in Sukkot? So it's mashma that the Aaron was actually in battle. So you see, like Rabbi Yehuda Melokish, that the Aaron would go out with them in battle. And the end of the Pasuk says, of course I can't do such a thing. And the Gemara continues on Tazayin and Alf and completes its Raya and it says, We know once David became Melech, he took the arm from arm and he moved it to Tzion, to the ear of David. And therefore, the arm was really in ear David. So how could Uriah say that the arm was in the battle? It must be that the arm used to go with them to battle. So the Gemara says, My What did Rabbanon do with this Pasuk? The Gemara says, that what Uriah just meant to say was number one, the entire Klayasol and all the army is temporarily dwelling in Sukkot because they're in battle. So that's one reason why I can't have Tashmir And number two, the Aaron is now sitting in an area where it's like a Sukkot because it wasn't in this permanent place. There was no base of Middush and it's only in Sin and it's covered by a temporary structure. And Uriah was saying, how can I go and do Bia and have relations with my wife in such a circumstance? But the Pasuk does not mean that the Aaron was actually in battle because the Aaron ain't a would stay with David and the Rabbana explained the Pasuk that Enochanami the Aaron never went out to war with the rest of Klai Yisrael and we will stop over here.